joining us today on the Book Talk segment. Great to uh, welcome a woman who's written a, a book I think is going to help a lot of people. It's called Cure Your Child with Food, The Hidden Connection Between Nutrition and Childhood Ailments. We're joined today by uh, Kelly Dorfman by telephone. And uh, uh, Kelly, good to talk to you. How are you today? I'm good, Doug. And yourself? I'm doing well. I, I, I wanted to thank you, first of all, as someone who uh, <laughs> grew up with a lot of allergies. Still have a little bit of them, but uh, I, I was uh, very interested in reading your book. I had a chance to get through it, and uh, I was really kind of surprised how many uh, conditions uh, children are going through nowadays, probably more than when I was a kid, uh, dealing with uh, these different illnesses that, that can be helped or some cases cured by food, but it seems like a lot more than, than I remember. Well, that's the whole point of the book. I think it's a lot more than most people realize. Most people know that if you have a peanut allergy, you should avoid peanuts, and that's a nutritional problem, but they don't think with my child has anxiety, could there be a nutritional link, or if my child has ear infections, could there be a nutritional link? And sometimes there is one. It really is kind of fascinating the way you kind of have different case studies in the book. Some I didn't realize that were even related to uh, to, to food, uh, you know, you're talking about hyperactivity and, and uh, ADHD, those kind of uh, conditions that you hear more about nowadays that kids are going through. I think doctors tend to prescribe uh, medicine for that, where in, in many cases food can not totally get rid of it, I guess alleviate the symptoms, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's certainly it's not the cure for everything, but when you think about it, you're basically a bag of chemicals, and you're not the government, so you can't run on a deficit. So if you don't got it, you don't make it, and if you don't have enough zinc, you don't grow, and if you don't have the right kind of fats, your brain doesn't work properly, and, you know, you can keep stretching it further and further. We tend to think of nutrition very narrowly. Like, if you eat too much, you get fat. We don't think that if you eat the wrong kind of food, you get an ear infection or have a stomach ache or have reflux. I know. When I grew up, uh, I found out through some trial and error that I was allergic to to milk, and then they tried the soy milk, which uh, found they found out I was allergic to that as well. And and I guess a lot of people go through that, right? Uh, milk allergies as as children, and that that can lead to, like you said, ear problems and and, and different types of uh, digestive problems, right? And that's, that's a really good example, Doug, because, you know, milk and soy have similar proteins. The protein in them has similar structures. And so half the people who have milk allergies also have soy reactions, just like you did. So they get off the dairy and think, okay, we'll just use soy milk. They put the soy milk in it, and they have equally bad reactions. So they either think, oh, I guess I don't have any reaction to dairy, or else they realize, oh, my gosh, I'm reacting to both of them, which, which is what happened to you. Uh, it was actually worse with the soy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, soy is, soy is pretty rough stuff. And, you know, it's probably better for you not to have it because it has a mild estrogenic property to it. And perhaps as a young boy, you wouldn't have wanted to. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think that would have worked out too well. <laughs> well, why is it uh, nowadays? I mean, I know you go through it in the book uh, about the diet that uh, people in general have now. But it, it seems like it's exponentially higher than, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that far removed from being a child, but, uh, you know, a few years, but it seems like it's a lot worse today. Is it just the diet in general that people are on early in their lives? Well, we do have a more difficult, poorer diet than in generations past. I mean, they've done a lot of research on that, and we're pretty poor eaters. Less than 20% of kids eat the recommended fruits and vegetables they're supposed to. That means four out of five kids aren't eating just the fruits and vegetables they're supposed to. And, um, you know, there's a lot more choices, a lot of snack foods. A lot. Uh, there's a new meal now they call snack because people are eating all these crackers and chips and cookies instead of meals. And they're eating on the run. So we had a lot of cultural changes that way. And then we've also messed around with the food. We've used a lot of our good science 
to make crops more resistant to bugs and pests. Some of those techniques have also made the food more reactive. So we've gotten a little bit of bad along with the good, and unfortunately, that bad is getting increasingly problematic as more and more people react, for example, to gluten, or more and more people are reacting to peanuts, whereas before that was pretty rare. Yeah, you have, you have a lot in the book about uh, gluten. We've been hearing about that for years now, that additive to food, and and uh, I don't remember that as a, as a kid either, hearing about the, you know, the term gluten. I know there's wheat allergies. You heard about that. But well, why is gluten uh, the last 10 or 15 years, why has that uh, been such a big problem? Well, um, they kind of did a research project on this, and they looked at old blood samples from 50 years ago and found that people actually were less reactive to gluten in the past, and they asked themselves the same question. And they concluded that it was because we really have changed um, the gluten that's in the food by messing around with the genes in the wheat plants. The wheat plants of today are very different. They've been genetically altered to be more resistant to drought and to have other properties against pests, which is good, of course, but as a result of that, the protein is different, and apparently it's it's more concentrated and it's more reactive, so a lot more people are having trouble with it. Yeah. You see a lot in the stores now, food stores, you can get a lot of gluten-free products, but much more expensive and, and doesn't always taste yeah. as good. So it's a tough right. sell, Those isn't it? not very healthy for you either. They're made of potato starch or tapioca starch. That's not exactly health food either. So, you know, you just have to make sure that if you're going to go gluten-free, that you're not substituting paste, but you're using real foods like rice and potatoes and vegetables and fruits and, and the like. Yeah, some interesting uh, cases in the book, uh, particularly about uh, the children who... We're suffering from bipolar disorder, and I think a couple of parents brought them to you, and you were able to help them with, with, uh, with dietary changes. Uh, that, that's good, good news, I think. I mean, a lot of people probably have their kids on Ritalin and those types of drugs where they don't really need to be, right? Well, of course, you know, some people do need medication, but you sure don't want to be on those medicines unless you absolutely have to. And the, the child, the case I used in the book, which, and I've seen a, a large number of these cases, unfortunately, because um, bipolar disorder is being diagnosed a lot in children now. And this is a child who had been on a lot of medication and was pretty disassociated and pretty moody. And it turned out in that case it was gluten. We took her off of gluten, and not only did she get better, but her father, who had an anger management problem and was being medicated for that, also got better doing the diet with her. It all kind of comes down, I guess, uh, Kelly, to what our grandparents and parents told us originally, you eat your fruits and vegetables, right? <laughs> Isn't that basically it? Yeah, I mean, I think it, if I could write a one-sentence book instead of the 360-page book I wrote, you know, you know, eat your vegetables, and that probably would take care of a good number <laughs> of problems. But, um, but I think that it's, there are a lot of subtleties, and uh, parents feel empowered, and not just parents for their kids, but sometimes for themselves, a lot of people... Don't forget the apples don't fall far from the tree, so if the kids are doing better, it's very likely that one of the parents is suffering from a similar malady. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, no reason you can't have, you know, some junk food once in a while, but don't make it a whole diet of it. Obviously, that's what's causing these problems, but uh, eat, eat a balanced diet as best you can, right? It's, it's so hard because you say that, but um, it's just so addictive. These foods mm-hmm. are just pernicious. They slip in, and you know, people think that they're not eating them very often, but what it turns out is that what they mean to eat and what they're actually eating can be two very different things. Yeah. Well, I wish we had more time, Kelly. It's, it's a fascinating book, and we encourage uh, the folks out there to, to pick it up. It's called Cure Your Child with Food. We've been talking with Kelly Dorfman today. A lot of great stories and uh, different types of food uh, remedies in the book. Uh, do you have a website, Kelly? People can get a hold of you. Yeah, I go to cureyourchildwithfood.com. That's Or you can follow me on Twitter at Nutrition Sleuth. But cureyourchildwithfood.com will give you links to buy the book and some extra materials. 
material and some fun stuff. Great. It's a paperback book, so uh, it's a good kind of reference book to have around the house. And uh, Kelly Dorfman, good to talk to you. Hopefully we can do it again down the road. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Doug. I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.